Alright, so we're back in the Black. car. It's Tim. And it's Dwayne. And we got a special guest today Alexis. whose name is Alexis. Who also happens to be my future wife and current girlfriend. So, it's, this is a special episode. One, because we haven't done one in a while. And two, because we got a special guest. Liddy. Yeah. So, welcome to Push the Start. Let's jump into it. All right. Let's get it. Um, <clears throat> so, I did share this with you, but I did want to hear just, like, your thoughts on it. Wait, wait, wait. Well, before you... Okay. Is this December? Nah. I just wanted to hear that, though. Okay. Quick. December. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, uh, Ife's birthday, my girlfriend, <clears throat> her birthday was couple weeks ago week or whatever ago and so she's been going on this journey trying to find the perfect fragrance and literally like i don't know she's super indecisive (laughs) (laughs) look who's talking (laughs) yeah yeah i understand i get it (laughs) i get it but she's super indecisive so like literally we we went and we smelled stuff one time and then you know she picked out a flake uh a scent out of like a hundred and then a couple weeks later she just i hate it so um so i was just like all right maybe i could do something around that and so tim suggested uh a um a product that's you know it's a monthly subscription it's called Scentbird, where you pay monthly and every month they send you a fragrance and the fragrance is chosen based off of a survey you take. Uh, it's funny because they, I, I, I've never really seen people really describe fragrances before. Right? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like crazy. Like they have to, they have to find like a master copywriter mm-hmm. in order to run this business because the way they're describing it, I'm just like, how did you get those words and right. you conveyed it in a way where I get it? Like I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. For example, like they might say something like earthy and like like warm. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're thinking of a scent, it's just like what? That warm? That's not a, a word for a scent. Exactly. But you can smell like you understand the smell. Or like mm-hmm. what is another example of a way they helped you pick Man, your be like like they'll say like do you want to be like sophisticated or fun? Do you right. want like like and I'm just like a sophisticated smell. Like I I can't it's I get it though. Like where they'll say um they'll say like uh they'll probably name different flowers or like they'll name different forms of nature like oh like this this feels like 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 a waterfall. Like I don't know like versus a forest or like I don't know like yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat though. Um but it was funny seeing her navigate it because i was just like i could still see your indecision (laughs) uh, bleeding through (laughs) bleeding bleeding through this moment she was just like she was doing the service she's like i don't know do i want it to be uh it's funny because they did they did slick like make some of the worst i'm like they'll be like do you want it to be sexy or do you want it to be like bold bold or i don't know like something i don't know like it's just like i don't know so i wanted both (laughs) like like what about what about both but um it's it's pretty cool like uh so far so so the reason i brought that up is because she got her first one today so oh. it's at the it's at the crib so. oh it's at the crib, <laughs> it's at the crib. i didn't smell it i didn't okay, open it i'm yeah, gonna let her open it and open. stuff yeah, yeah yeah but like i'm so curious if she's gonna like it yeah no i'll definitely update you on that for sure like like but I, i'm i think it's a pretty neat it's a pretty neat gift Mm-hmm. Um, I did the six month subscription, so nice six months. She got six chances, right? Figure it out, <laughs> yeah. like, and she should be able to. Like, I would assume so. Time. I would assume so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's a pretty neat business. It makes me wonder, like, what other um, businesses can you, uh, uh, um, what's the word, like, Dude. capitalize off mm-hmm. of people's indecision? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, what other businesses like that? Where like. Facts. You try to want you want the perfect one, so like mm-hmm. you turn it into a subscription business. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or even just taking the idea of like, like there's so many businesses or careers that's like the service is. Why do I feel like this truck in front of us is gonna get stuck? Oh, <laughs> it's gonna really make me sad. No, yeah, it's going. This has happened to me so many times. Yeah. But okay, there's so many services where it's like 
you're paying someone to do something because you can't make the decision and you feel like they're better at it. Like, for example, like a personal mm. stylist. Like, mm. like you don't, you know, you want to look designer. good. Yeah. Interior designer. You know you want to look good. You just don't know what to wear. So you get someone to pick a bunch of nice outfits for mm. you. Like, but um, yeah. And I think there was a there was a, a company that like like what was it like Thread something? I think so. Up Thread no Thread ah. Stitch Fix. I think Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix, yeah, yeah. And their logo is like the needle with the X, I think. I think so. And they send you, like, they do a survey or whatever, and then they'll send you just, like, clothes that fit your personal style every month. And I feel like that's so cool is taking that service and, like, turning it into software. Like, the service of, oh, I choose things for you, and they're just turning it into software. I mean, even beyond that, like, our our mutual friend Nia, like, she literally pays a subscription for uh, fashion where, like, instead Mm. of purchasing, like, high-end fashion, she pays pays just like this monthly subscription and they literally send her uh she she could pick from these like super expensive like fashion uh labels and like so when she steps out like she, she be stepping out like, like uh-huh, that's what the shark tank event remember yeah. what she wore i don't I remember. remember it was like this black like fire just like she almost looked like i don't know like cruella Deville. i don't uh-huh. know <laughs> like it was like crazy but yeah that's crazy but i think I've heard of sites like that, but I don't think that they buy it, though. Like, she's not buying no, it. She's, she's renting it. it. She's renting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is, yeah. that's a whole different business model, What I think is really cool. Yeah. But um, it's basically taking something that's really expensive that people want and just basically renting out to multiple people over time. And it kind of makes sense. Making it more affordable. Yeah. And you don't wear it hella times. It's, yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, like, imagine the amount of stuff in my closet right now that I don't even, I haven't even touched, like... Like and yeah. I probably would only wear it like once a year, maybe. But even if, like, so yeah. it's like if you have a subscription where it's just like you know you go out like once a month type, shit, like you right. just yeah, you pull up, pull up. And then if you end up if you end up keeping it or not sending it back or you mess up the you get a spill on it like then they're just gonna charge you. I think you have to put your credit card or something on there like and they'll charge mm-hmm. you for the whole price for. Yeah, you pay the full price because you yeah. messed it up. Um, yeah, or or if she likes it, she could just buy it. Like it's yeah, like that too. Yeah, um, I've heard of that for dresses, which I I think there was like this young girl that started a business like that. That was actually on Shark Tank that she did that, and it mostly she targeted like girls that were trying to go to like prom, homecoming, and just really nice dresses. But she would just buy a bunch, get a bunch of inventory, and then rent them out, and the girls would like pay maybe like a third of the price but then they're sending it back and obviously there's gonna be girls next year that's going to prom next year going to homecoming mm-hmm. so as long as it's maintained like mm-hmm. it just works well but um and you're not like think of girls that buy nice ass homecoming dresses nice ass dresses for prom you wear it literally that one time when is the next time you're going to a, something that extravagant never no that's facts literally literally there's companies that do that for weddings like, oh yeah, because it's, it's the same with wedding dresses. Some people do like to keep their wedding dresses because like it, it means something to them. Like they want to keep that. But right. others, others, some people just like, you know, they're just trying to have the most affordable wedding possible and just like know that they're probably never gonna wear it again. Yeah, exactly. Would you use something like that, babe? Yeah, I would. I feel like I have in the past tour. I've at least seen the websites, um, and it seems convenient. I feel like. Just what you all touched on before, the idea of you only wear most pieces a select few of times, and then it's just wasted. Like, it's just sitting there, you know, that you're not, or don't want to be seen in the same outfit multiple times, so why not have that option of being able to send it back and then get something else? So, I would, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, no. <clears throat> would you do something like that? Uh, I don't know if I care enough about, like, dressing up or looking nice, and I... I feel like for the simplicity, I wouldn't. I'm, I would try. I'm not against anything like that. But for the simplicity of my life, like, I would just buy what I like to wear and just wear it. And I'm not the type of person to be wearing, like, nice one-off pieces and switching up my style. Like, I feel like the thing is, you could get a bunch of cool different pieces each time. But, like, it takes... It sounds weird, but I think it takes practice to rock certain types of clothing. And if you just get it one off, like a nice ass like overcoat jacket, like yeah, you gonna wear it, look cool, but you don't know how to rock it like the dude that actually he he's about this overcoat jacket life. You know what I'm saying? You're not him. You're no, you're not him. You're not him, pal. You're you're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> this dude here. 
it, it makes me wonder though. Like, I feel like I feel like I don't know if anybody's doing this already, but I almost feel like if you could make sure they don't get dirty, yeah. I feel like sneakerheads would would fall for some shit like this. Fall. <laughs> I think they already. I think they do have the same thing similar. Yeah, the thing. It's already a natural like inclination of people. Like guys that have sneakers and yo sneakers bro, dope. Can I wear? Sneakers, can I borrow bro. your like? Yeah. Oh, can I borrow your jays for this one fit? Like it's already. So I think there is sites that do that too as well. Mm, I mean, gotcha. I've heard. Cause like I've never really seen or like or like seen anything like that. But I feel like sneakerheads, man. That that's such a huge just niche of like that, and they spend so much money. Yeah. Like, like and it's almost like one of those things where. You probably only really want to wear it like once or twice, like with an outfit, and it could be like super drastic. It could be like super, super unique, and then like on to the next type of thing. Yeah, not for sure. I think from what I remember, there were people that were doing that, but one people wouldn't return stuff on time, or they would like scam, uh, hmm. like send you. I don't know if it'd be fake sneakers or. Or people that would uh oh that's a shame they'll send it back like but it's the fakes I could see or that. they'll just keep it like I don't know if they have like the credit card stuff like some of these the other sites that I was telling you about do where you pay for the whole thing but, but yeah yeah no that's interesting but not nah, that doesn't make sense though I think there's a lot of different ways things that are high one-off purchases that have one-off instances of use like just renting it yeah and i and then spreading out how many people get to, to use it like yeah yeah like i know that you mentioned uh for sparketh like the art supplies thing yeah absolutely like and that i feel like could definitely be big like i mean there's tons of art supplies that i use consistently but then there's some where it's just like okay i just need it for this one project yeah exactly like so what was the other thing that you wouldn't? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so um, I think it's podcast.ai. I think it's the name of the website. But yeah. essentially, they created they they created an AI generated full podcast episode of Joe Rogan interviewing Steve Jobs. Wow, I didn't watch that. I saw the link, bro. And I remember you saying it. I'm like, about to play great. a little. I'm about to play a little clip from it, bro. Really? Are you? Is yeah. it going to give me copyrighted? Nah, podcast, you can pretty much play anything. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it's not regulated yet. It's not regulated. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you say so. I it's don't not, know if it's, it's not regulated I'm pretty yet. sure if you get a season to say your podcast episode's coming down, period. Like, I own this. I'm going to just, like, flip through some of it. How about that? Is it going to sound good? You sure? All right, go ahead. You just don't want to explain it? Like, I'm going to see Bill play first. How about that? It's going to play. All right. See, see if they could see if you could hear it first. How are you gonna know? If I'm you talking about the, the. I know. All right, but okay. yeah. I, was, I know. I got it. All right. Play the clip, bro. Play All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hello, Joe? Mr. Rogan? You editing this because I'm not. <laughs> Mr. Rogan? All right, never mind. <clears throat> Cause it's not playing. I don't know why it's not playing. But essentially, mm-hmm. starts off with Joe Rogan. Sounds, bro. Of course, you have a bunch of Joe Rogan podcasts to train in AI, bro. It so they're sounds, both AIs. Joe they're Rogan both AI. AI and Steve Jobs AI. It's it was both AI. AI. Okay. And the script was done with AI. Everything was done AI. Wow. Like everything. Wow. So, so like. Um, Joe Rogan sounded perfect. Like, like, um, I played it for Ife. Ran through. I mean, the them laughing sounded super awkward. But <laughs> past <laughs> a lot of his laughs already are awkward. <laughs> past that, though, like, I mean, Steve Jobs. They probably didn't have a lot to train. Um, what were the him? topics? Were interesting topics, or I could care less about how it sounded. Like there's great deep fake audio all so, over the world. So, so the topics was it was basically about Steve Jobs taking psychedelics and like his view on on life and and stuff like that. Like it was mm-hmm. it was very Joe Rogany like in mm-hmm. terms of the subject matter. 
um, something that he would actually talk about. But I feel like it was a good start. I'm not going to lie. Like, because when I first played it, I played it to just listen to see how it sounded. And then I ended up listening to, like, the whole thing. Like, How <laughs> like, long is the whole thing? It was probably about, like, 30 minutes, maybe. 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. And I ended up listening to the whole thing just because I was just, you know, and at, and at one point, it's like my brain forgot that I was listening to an AI-generated podcast and it snapped out. Like, when I was just like, man, what? what am I? And then, you know, and I don't know. I thought it was interesting. So they plan on literally releasing a new podcast every week that's just AI-generated. And I'm assuming it's just going to keep getting uh, better and better. Um, but, yeah, how do you feel about that? Um, Can clarify something Yeah, for yeah me? go ahead. I'm curious to know, so do, with the AI-generated podcast, are they taking words that people, the whoever it is have previously said or is it just the sound of their voice so they're taking they're taking maybe stories they've both for sure okay they're probably taking stories they told ideologies they've shared or had or like maybe different nuances of their personality and they're piecing it together so so you shouldn't be able to like you should be able to feel like i'm listening to joe rogan it sounds like Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan's personality. It's something Joe Rogan would talk about. Um, and it, 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 the little fluctuations in his voice, everything that's unique to him or unique words that he says all the time, uh, it should all just feel like Joe Rogan. It should be indistinguishable from I'm listening to a real Joe Rogan podcast and the same with Steve Jobs. Okay. And the conversation back and forth should feel natural. Gotcha. And I would say that from what I heard, it was probably about like eighty percent, like there, like eighty percent there. I think that's gonna be really dope, like as far as a marketing tactic, because there's just some, so many amazing dead figures people probably still want to hear from, even if it's the same concepts or things they've spoken about before. Just hearing it again probably just rebring life to the topic or whatever they were saying. You know, gotcha. people like that. I mean, it's just oh, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. Cause well, I was about to, I was about to, I was about to say an idea I had from from that. What's the idea? Yeah. So basically, I was like, what if you know, what if you, they used it not to create, you know, podcast like of Joe Rogan talking and Steve Jobs, but like, what if they like really made like a fully automated just podcast where where. They basically trained AI to basically scour the internet every day and find the truly most popular, most trending topics on a certain, in a certain within a certain subject matter. And just like how um, majority of podcasts are just people who find those things, maybe they miss a few things because they're human and not AI. <laughs> like hmm. the AI definitely finds the best information on the internet or wherever that's that's you know trending or even not trending just valuable whatever metrics it uses to figure out what information is valuable and then it literally crafts a daily podcast like yeah yeah no that sounds cool i I don't understand what the the real value prop is because it's just like is it that it's a debate like is it things that there's two sides to because I don't know if most people listen to podcasts for the sense of, like, I need all the information on this specific thing, more so just uh, I like hearing this person talk about X, this subject. Y, Z. Yeah. I mean, you could probably train it to, to give, like, some sort of, like, insider or opinion, or it could be, like, like why or whatever. It could be too, you know. Like, why does it even need to be a podcast at that point, rather yeah. than just an AI making a a video script or just a blog post on here's everything you need to know about that's simulations true. like or, that's true i mean i know. guess it's just the way that it's consumed it's just yeah but that would be cool and it's just automated this is this is yeah. always releasing that i don't know an episode hands free yeah first, uh, um you can go ahead baby no I feel like it would be entertaining, naturally. I mean, if you're picking and choosing whatever the most popular topics are, obviously, like, people are going to draw to that. But at the same time, I feel like it takes away from the craft. 
and then also the connection like when you're hearing somebody talk maybe you've never met them before but their personality or their point of view of a certain topic just makes you feel like yeah like I resonate with them I resonate with what they're saying they blah 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 and you may start taking sides depending on what the topic is or just feeling like you can relate to that person it made me think about some video we were watching before about I think um I don't know if it's a yeah I think it's touching on like AI art like artwork that's generated and how people can piece to almost like taking previous art pieces whether it's like da vinci or whatever wait da vinci was a painter i'm not talking about music yeah. but um, <laughs> taking those pieces taking a bunch of different pieces and almost like creating a whole new piece that's not original meaning it's their own work and whether that's fear so part of me when it comes to that it's like okay well this person themselves is still art because they're creating it maybe they're taking somebody else's work but you're piecing together things and creating something new and beautiful that you formulated maybe i don't know exactly how it works but with this at least from the way that it sounds it sounds like there's no human work being done at all it's just like almost like you press a button it scans all the popular networks and then produces something new like what work was actually put in what create creative you know direction was there yeah no that makes sense i think for podcasts it's like i I agree with you with the sense of like it's not for the information like it's for the the personality it's like a highly subject not that there aren't podcasts that are for information but like there's probably so much better ways to just consume just information all the information on a subject or a popular topic and it's less so like about that with a podcast more so like oh like this is what joe rogan believes or oh this is what tim believes like and or this is the information that he has and how he comes up with his opinions and thoughts but the ai podcast in general i feel like it's cool the the biggest appeal i feel like would have be like like that what they are doing trying to create fabricated conversations of what they could be like because no one could ever hear it like mm, it's no one will ever hear in real life joe, joe rogan, rogan and steve, steve jobs talking so here we're, we'll bring you the closest thing to it and i think that's why that sounds fun anyway so what do you guys think on vr hose <laughs> <laughs> because me and alexis i think we're at odds on whether i feel like vr holes aren't real holes so why can't what's the problem what's your definition of a real hole and what and a vr hole (laughs) vr holes are the are the the girls or guys that you hang out with to kick it that you know you might want to flirt with while you're in vr if you just want a little bit of you know the opposite a little bit of energy from the opposite sex or whatever sex attracts you but yeah that's what a vr hole is like and vr and not the real world then you don't have to worry about it turning into anything in the real world because it's encapsulated in the vr world vr holes a real a real hoe is a real hoe everybody know what a real hoe is like you don't need a definition for that just know things could get real in real life with real hoes, I guess. Real people, real girls, real guys, whatever. So would you say that there's a problem with flirting with other people in general? You tell me. I'm asking you. In general. Flirting with people? No. No. So where does the problem present itself? Where does the problem present itself? Yeah. That you didn't like when I was hanging out with VR hoes? Because who am I to you? My girlfriend. Okay. Do so you? we need to talk about two different things. I just want that to be put in there. Wait, what's the explain? Because I'm just trying to figure out what are you want, what are the right. thoughts on All right, how about is this? VR holes a problem in relationships? Okay, so th- this is this is there my this is what I think. I mm-hmm. think that the reason VR holes has a place in being a problem in relationships is because I see VR as not another version or not an alternate reality. I see VR as a more personable version of the internet. 
like personable. Yes, a more mm-hmm. personable version of the internet. So, Can you elaborate? so I, so for example, so at first, a less per, the most least personable version of the internet was just websites. It's just a random website. Then they added comments on the website, so it got a little more personable. I'm, I'm commenting, you know, on, on the blog post. Then, bam, they made emails. So now I'm able to email on the website. You know what I'm saying? And then they made social media. So now, like. It's it's you know and, and the fact that like it's just a more it just gets more and more personable like 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 meeting somebody on Instagram you know in, in relationships at this point because of how personable it is you know creates problems and so maybe VR is just more personable it's just the most personable version of the internet right now does that make sense I don't know. No, it does. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, it's progressively gotten more personal. And yeah. from what I hear is, and what I also agree with, the idea of being able to... <laughs> I agree with the idea of, you know, maybe on social media you're able to direct message, share photos, share videos, etc. Where it's it becomes more than you're just talking or texting or commenting on these people people's posts then in the virtual reality world pretty much the same thing like yes you may be talking to an avatar but then you share enough information you're able to see what this person lo- actually looks like if you exchange social media you can now see videos and you're talking to these people directly you're hearing their voice you're not hearing some ai generated voice <laughs> of theirs like nothing that's mad so it's basically like you are talking to someone that you may have met on social media it's just i don't know you could i feel like it presents the opportunity for you to build connections with people um yeah yeah i feel that I feel that's that's fair. It's a personable version of the internet. I think the difference is, and it's not a complete difference, but majority of things that we do on the internet is very, very closely aligned to our real life. Like, yeah. who we are in real life. Not that it wouldn't be a problem, but if Alexis had an account where she identified as a slice of bread... And she just made an account And she's a slice of bread And everything she posts is a slice of bread And someone DM'd her like Yo, I love bread Like that shit like, And they're going back and forth And they start flirting Like Not that that can't be a problem It could be But it's highly, highly More unlikely for it to be a problem Because of the distance between The reality of who Alexis is And the And what's, what she's presenting as And like what she's doing in the on Instagram, she's a, a bird. Like in reality, like if someone even met her, they're gonna realize she's not bird. Like, yeah. And so in VR, I feel like it's so much easier compared to uh, Instagram page, your website, your YouTube, where you could you could create these like aliases, but most people are presenting as their their real selves because it's so much easier. In VR, you start off as completely. It's almost like a brand new world, like a whole new world on some Aladdin stuff, like. Like you can be whatever, and even when you present yourself as close to yourself, you're, there's still that distance. Like, so I feel like that's why hanging out with VR holes, like you don't even know who you're hanging out with for real. Like, yeah. it could be a guy, it could be, and because of that, I feel like, what's the issue? Or that it should is, be less issues. I mean, that is true. I feel like it, it, even even from what I said, I think the opposite of that is kind of like reminds me. Of what Alexis just said, which is, it seems like alone it wouldn't be a problem. So then it probably is more of an alternate reality versus because it seems like it becomes a problem when you start atta- adding the social media and the fact that social media is an ad is an is an addition. That means to me that like social media is separate, like it's separate from the metaverse and not a built in, and the metaverse isn't built upon it type thing, right? The question is, where does it start and where does it end? Where's the boundaries of what takes it too far? Like, it's easy to say, oh, I'll never meet this person. Like, they're on the other side of the country, so on and so forth. Like, yeah, that's all fun and games. Like, 
have your fun flirt do whatever but it's the fact that there's a potential for it to extend past the virtual reality and again it depending on what you and your relationship like what y'all's um communication is what's established like this is okay this is not okay right i feel like all of that is something to take into account but i do want to ask you though when you say how you present yourself like you don't know how other people present themselves um and compare in vr in comparison to what their real life is you just started virtual reality how do you present yourself or how do you feel you present yourself in vr versus or in comparison to how you present yourself on instagram or other social media platforms i i think that's a good question i i present myself very similarly to how i do in um in real life like on social media and stuff which is not like just tim but it's the the personal brand of tim entrepreneur tim and so it's like a business guy and anything that i would post on social media on instagram or facebook or tiktok is what i am presenting myself as in vr but not because i feel like i have to it's only because it was the quickest way to jump into vr because i didn't really have i didn't take the time to think like what like this is a whole new world like what could i present myself as do i want to just be a bread like do i want to be uh, like I don't know a tree Like I could be literally anything And not really understanding that completely So I went to You know old habits Just the natural inclination to just present as The brand that I I build on Other in the, in the On the internet in general But that could change so yeah Based off of what you're seeing Or the people that you are Or you have been communicating with mm-hmm. Do you think that they've had Similar mm-hmm. Some, yeah, no, honestly, yes, some people, they do. Like, I've noticed some people, they, if you see their picture, they look exactly like their avatar, same color hair, the nose, same nose ring they got in real life, like the same tattoo. I don't know if you have tattoos. Not in Kose, though. Yeah, not in Kose, (laughs) but, yeah, so some people, I think they do their best to try to closely align to what they look like in real life, because it's, and I don't know, I think it might be just, they've been taught that way. They're not used to this completely new medium where... It's like nobody knows and so you just naturally it feels almost bad like you're lying if you came in there and you're a guy but you're presenting as a girl or you're presenting as as someone super young but you're older or vice versa and so but there's a lot of people like that i think that's the majority but there are some people that do the complete opposite and i think most of them have been kids like i'll see young kids that have like blue hair or something crazy and it's like your your hair is not blue like you don't look like this like you don't wear clothes like that but i think it's because they they haven't been taught like they could care less like they're 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 not not accustomed to to portraying themselves on the internet as themselves exactly so they're just like i'm gonna just be a character right i'm gonna be whatever my mind like and you have to think about it kids have the wildest imaginations they're not having been constrained by society as much so they're like i like blue like why can't my hair be blue like my hair would be blue if i if it wasn't for my parents like so they do whatever and i think that's that shows the difference in kids men's mindset versus like us adults gotcha i'm definitely gonna change your mind (laughs) after this conversation yeah i feel like i feel like i feel like you could you could probably create something lit yeah like an avatar looking character like like blue I don't know a tail. I don't know. I don't know what they. I don't know what they got. This dude into that furry content. <laughs> <laughs> no, facts. But I did see that you could create multiple profiles, Profile, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, literally, like you could probably even go in there one day as I don't know whatever you want. Yeah. No. But yeah. No, that's interesting though. Yeah. VR. Anything else that you had? Oh, um, let me see. Is there any technologies that you're excited for, babe? I know you're anti-tech. <laughs> I'm not you're anti-tech? I'm not anti-tech. Nah, don't lie. You wouldn't have just said that. No, I'm not anti-tech. I'm just not very techie. It's not that I'm anti-tech. I just haven't been on social media platforms in several years now. I mean, I have them. I've seen them, but I haven't been active on them to the point to where, like, if you were to get me on Instagram today and I see all these updates, I'm going to be shook. Like yeah. stuff is surprising me on a regular. So yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't say that I have something that I'm really looking forward to. Um 
but I have seen things that interest me that have piqued my interest that you've shown me like I think that one security feature where it's like the bot when you leave home it ends up like floating it's almost like a drone that monitors your house when you're gone so my thing not being anti-tech but just being suspicious of most things obviously you're unfamiliar until you're knowledgeable about something so you might have a little resistance but I just want to know that I can turn it off like when I'm home like, and I know for sure that it is off but I think that that's pretty cool it's not like it's just some stationary security camera it actually is roaming around the house imagine somebody breaking in your house and they see that looking at you just floating in your face yeah. immediate deterrence like yeah, yeah so yeah, no, that's that's definitely dope. Like uh, Amazon has been really releasing, trying or trying to release and dominate the smart home space for sure. Um, I remember when I first saw that. Like, I think they released something else for if your car gets broken into, all types of stuff. Like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, so you don't get excited by like new tech stuff, like oh, this is gonna be so cool in the future. Like in the VR headset, you don't. You don't think like, whoa, like I wonder what this is gonna be like ten years from now. Like I could, but I think since I haven't used the VR headset a lot, I've seen the basics of it and it's like, oh okay, you know, that was cool. Kinda like what we talked about yesterday. You know, you get that hype around it. The first time you experience something, I'm sure you get a different kind of drive, but after a while it's like, alright. So I maybe if I were to explore explore VR more there would be something like oh I wonder if we could do this or do that but as of now no so so like the first time let's say like you checked into an Airbnb and like instead of you having to like find a key they just like text you a code and you typed in the the code and it unlocked the front door you weren't just like yo that's so convenient that's so cool like you weren't thinking like wow like this is so genius who why didn't we think of this like of course you can unlock it with just a code and now i don't have to search for a key and people copy a key or that you know what i'm saying yes i will say this i feel that i think i do get excited about the idea of convenience just like lights turning on while you just being able to clap clap or click a button like that seems really cool um however um i also like for people to know how to manage like or how to know how to do things as they were before the technology so say you know maybe you're used to cutting on your lights with your phone just a click of a button and now your phone's dead and you're just like i don't know how to cut on the lights (laughs) like you got a whole switch right there but i don't know i've always done it this way i feel and then that goes for so many things and me nursing and all that like healthcare specifically some people rely too much on technology that they don't know how to do without it so i'm not opposed to it i'm not anti-tech it's just that i also think people need to know how to manage without it as well yeah got you no i think that's i think that's interesting i I actually feel like i don't know it's like when i hear like the like people separating from tech and like the need to like you know continue to like you know be i don't know early human i guess go back to go back go back i don't know i just feel like i feel like there's like a cycle that's just happening with humans where it's just like as you get older you see the world changing and it's just like you're just it's kind of just like an uncomfortable change i feel like that happens with everything like um like i think there was a a document from like 1800 or something like that like where it was it was about it was a uh, the the older gen the elders were talking about how the younger generation was going to be screwed because you know i forgot i forgot what it was about but it was basically saying the 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 changes that's happening they're going to be screwed and i feel like it's just something that repeats over and over again like the older you get how you see the, as you see the world changing it's just I don't know. I think there's just going to be hesitation. And so I feel like I like leaning into what the future holds. I like thinking about the possibilities. I like when I get I get thrown off. Like, I would have never thought of Bitcoin. Like, I, I, I like when I get or NFTs. Like, I like when 
I like when when human ingenuity like shifts just like the trajectory of our our entire future and I think that you know when I first got into the metaverse I was like man it just feels like you're meeting a cartoon and and then I think about it I'm just like wait like 10 years from now like like I'm not it, I'm going to be able to hang out with my friends that live in other states more often than if I like in person like in quote unquote person more often than how I do right now like like um in person in the real world I guess um or like taking meetings or like different experiences and just like what it unlocks and um and so I don't know if it's a problem that I that I that I'm so like future focused but I don't know it 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 tickles my fancy (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say that that's a problem at all I wouldn't say so I mean you keep up with the times and you adjust because the world's going to keep going forward and keep progressing like there's going to be changes whether you want it or not so I feel like as long as you stay up to date and aware you're in a good position the only thing I just feel like with most cases there's pros and then there's cons so as long as the pros outweigh the cons then yeah I mean if it's adding value to our lives and what we're doing and how we continue to grow as a whole then I don't see there being much harm Yeah. Do you think that there's any technology or something that's in the future going to add a lot more negative benefits, or I guess not benefits, negative consequences than positive? Like, like right now that you can see or think of, like that. You, I don't know. Like people are bullish on. People are trying to like people think is the future, but people don't realize like it's gonna probably be much worse. It's gonna not help as much as people think. Is there anything like that? Any of you guys can think of? Because like when people think of the future and like future technologies, it's almost always in like this good positive sense. Like oh, yeah. this is gonna help us do this better. Oh, this is gonna make this better. Like, and it's like you could say the same thing about like like the industrial revolution or like gas cars like you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah it helped with a lot but now look at us destroying literally about to destroy the earth with global warming because of i mean it's probably not even just the cars but just gas no, power you mean, no. yeah fossil fuels in general like so is there anything that people don't realize or you think that people most people don't realize there's a really bad side effect or negative side effect we humans don't see coming I'm sure there are probably several things. The first thing that comes to mind, again, let me emphasize that I feel like there's the pros and the cons. Um, So there are pros to this, but we've talked about it in the past, the idea, (laughs) coming back to AI. I guess, like, mm, the creation, or how can I best say this? The You being able to communicate with, your past loved ones loved ones that have passed on um through what would you call it can you describe that best you know what i'm referring to oh the the idea of recreating them like yeah the holograms yeah creating them holograms using ai just using the information and data out there about them whether social media posts to recreate their personality kind of like steve jobs how they did with the podcast but with the loved ones Yes. You're able to have a conversation with them. Exactly. So I feel like that's something that there could be a lot of highlights to it. You know, if you are missing someone or you feel like you maybe need advice, you need this, you need that. Yes, it can be very beneficial in moments or provide people with some emotional peace in those moments. However, I feel like there can also be detriments to that in the sense that when someone has passed on there is a or any type of loss there is a grieving process that we are supposed to go through and there's the an idea that if 
your grief extends past this amount of time let's say six months past six months then it is a problem so if you're not able to identify or have a natural grieving process because you are still communicating with your loved one even you may know that it's not really them however the brain is very very ah you can play around with it and if you don't know or aren't very intentional about what you're exposing yourself to i could see it can get a little it can get a little sticky you know so i feel like there is risk to it but at the same time it could be beneficial yeah it's crazy because i read this um this book probably about like two or three weeks ago and i was listening to to it or you read it i read it I read it. The whole thing? Yeah. Oh, very nice. You good? Nice. You good, Tim? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. All right, cool. You got something sure. to say. No, no, I'm just He's got something sure. against audio on this podcast. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and say it. All right, I ain't think so. No, I ain't got nothing against audio. I'm All right, sorry. cool, cool. All right. Yeah, I'm going to shut my audio now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. But, um, yeah, I think like nah it was it was talking about the grieving process and um and how and how to get through that process it said that people who essentially within the first year of whatever event happened that they're that they're grieving within the first year you could the the main signal that determines if they're going to grieve like at this level maybe go deep, go into a deep depression or you know experience like some sort of like mental switch that like throws them off or things like that versus you know recovering from the grief one of the main triggers is if when they're presented information about the person who passed if they respond to it in one of two ways if they respond to it by by confronting it and acknowledging it and just like you know showing appreciation for that life then they're gonna be good if they if they avoid it like if they avoid just like if they're just like okay no no no, i don't want i don't want to see it i don't want to i don't want to see their shirt i don't want to see whatever if they avoid it then they're gonna you know continue essentially like grieving longer like it's like drastically longer and they were saying that the reason is because you never let your brain accept that the person's actually gone and so eventually gets to a point where you almost subconsciously feel like there's a chance that they're still like that you're still going to get to see them or like be with you know things like that or like like they could at some point walk through the door i don't know something crazy so i feel like that is where something like that will play a role in the danger of the human psyche in general like mm-hmm. like and and i think that's one of the things i'm super scared about when it comes to that because it's like when you, it's you're in such a vulnerable position when someone passes away mm-hmm. and imagine you can just you're gonna want to do that like i just want to hear them i just want to have a conversation with them one last time right. and then it's just like you just could just never let them go you could literally fall into a bro there was they're saying like, bro, you could just, you could snap, like, just mentally. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you do you think that given that option? I mean, I don't know who you would say is the closest person to you that's ever passed away, but like, hypothetically, given that option, do you think you would take it to re-interact with that person through whatever form, podcast, text, social media, hologram, whatever? I don't think I would. I I personally don't think that I would. Um, There's an eeriness to it. Um, I'll just share one experience. My aunt passed away from cancer, I believe, maybe three or four years ago now. However, I remember after her passing, um, I remember one day I got a notification on Instagram, and it was her account liking one of my posts. And in that moment, like, I stopped, like, couldn't catch my breath. It just freaked me out. It really made me uncomfortable. But I, you know, had to piece two and two together after the fact of having some time to settle and realizing that my uncle was using her account. So, um, yeah. Just naturally just using it, just liking I mean, they stuff? Probably, they probably shared the account, you know, just scrolling things on Instagram prior to her passing. 
So most of the time when there were likes in the past, it might have been him liking my stuff, but it's under her name. So seeing her name and then realizing in that moment, like, yeah. So I personally wouldn't take that as an option. Yeah. I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'll be extremely tempted. It's kind of like if, to me, it's kind of like if, if somebody close to me passed and I had like a heartwarming voicemail from them, would I listen to it? I don't know. Like, like it's, it's like, of course I would. Like, mm-hmm. and so it's like, does it? I don't know. Like, I feel like in that moment I would probably want to. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, go ahead, baby. No, with that thought, I wonder, because I have thought about that before, and I agree, like, people that might have teddy bears with the, someone's voice recorded, like, that's something that is cherished, but it makes me think of, again, the idea of, like, where does it start and where does it stop? Right. So you have that, and that's that one specific thing, but now if you're able to create and generate conversations that go on and on and on and on, like, you can, it, when does it end? Do you ever fully accept that loss? Right. Exactly. And and also, like, what do you think you would really be looking for? Like, what's the con? Like, what is the? Oh, like I can I can talk to him one more time. Like, what are you gonna say? Like, what is it gonna be? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think would that closure actually come from being able to, you know, what I'm saying, speak to someone or ask someone this one last thing, or is it just gonna kind of like Alexis was saying? turn into like oh well let me ask him this other thing like well let me also mention this one thing like rather than that like one moment of i just want to say or ask this one last thing you know yeah no that definitely makes sense it's just i just know that you're in a real vulnerable position when something like that happens like especially when they're like super super close to you Right. And I just wonder. I I I don't know. I, I literally all I'm saying is I don't know how yeah, I'll react. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't I don't know how I'll react. Like like if if I'm going through that like and then someone you know it gives you the I gives me the opportunity. Yeah. Like I don't know what I would do. Let me ask you guys this: Would you want someone to do that for you? Like if you passed away. And your mom, or your, or your best friend, or your siblings, like they, someone, it was generated, like it's already done. Would you want them to take that option to interact with you through AI or software? I feel like I, I wouldn't want them to. Now that I'm thinking about it, I would want them to let go. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, celebrate the memories. Live on that. That's how I personally feel. I think the same things that I was saying health wise, men- mentally, I would want um my family to go through go through that. Um there is a part of me, however, just maybe hearing my mother ever express like if something were to ever happen to you i would do x y and z that being the the worst you never want to hear your mother say something like that so i was like well how can i prevent it how can i i naturally would not want to i don't think that i would want anybody to do that for me if i were to pass but i would want to be sure that things were in place to where my loved ones don't go crazy don't do anything outlandish Absolutely. Well, we just pulled up. Sorry to end on such a depressing note, but you know, technology has pros and it has cons, like Alessia said. Um, yeah, but we're here. Thanks for listening, and see you guys on the next episode. All right, peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.